Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. All right, Jen, welcome to our third podcast in the series on biblical women. Yes, I'm excited. I love this series. As usual, I have a question for you. Uh, I was hoping <laughs> I if I just started. started talking, then you would know the question. No, 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 not letting you off that easy. <laughs> and this is a good one. This is a really good one. And okay. I can't wait for okay. your answer. Okay. okay. So tell me about a time when you laughed inappropriately. <laughs> okay. So laughter is the best medicine. So is it ever inappropriate? I don't know. That's actually a good question, but um, maybe I can think of a place or two, a time or two when it might not be appropriate. Especially when I was younger and didn't have quite as much control over myself and, you know, everything like, you know, like I do now. Let me think. So, you know how when your tickle box kind of gets turned over and you start thinking about something and then you just cannot stop. And yeah. sometimes it just kind of bubbles out of you. That happens to me a decent amount. And a lot of times it's when I'm with you. <laughs> I started to say, I've seen that a few times. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. But the worst is when it happens at a place that is, you're completely not supposed to be laughing. And it's not like fitting in. Like, for example, in the, in the middle of a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> That is not, that wasn't a funny joke or, you know, when you are like, especially like when you're in a meeting, like a real serious meeting and somebody does something that just is legit kind of funny, but it's not really meant to be funny. And then this, and I just, I and you can't stop. You can't, I can't stop. And people then start looking at you because you're like, you know, under your breath. <laughs> And sometimes it's those environments that make it worse because it's kind of like, because you're not supposed to be laughing, it makes you want to laugh more. It's a prime example of what not to do in a serious meeting. So AJ, why do you ask? Well, today we're going to talk about a woman in the scripture who laughed at an inappropriate time, or maybe she laughed over something that was inappropriate to laugh about. I don't know. Which one was it? This episode is brought to you by Sojo Academy, an ongoing membership for Christian women that provides a practical, streamlined spiritual growth plan for every woman. The membership includes mentoring and thriving community, fresh, deep Bible studies every month, prayer support, resources for creative worship, live calls every week, and so much more. We would love for you to check it out at sojoacademy.com and come join this vibrant group of women as we sojourn together. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's 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 dive in a little bit. See what 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 are we talking about today? I bet most people out there know. I think so. Now, this woman is probably one everybody who knows anything about the scripture knows. This is Sarah, otherwise known as Sarai. Is that the way you pronounce her first given name or whatever it is? I actually know a child named Sarai. So that's a really pretty name. It's really pretty. Yeah. And as everybody probably knows, Sarah was the wife of Abraham, who was the father of our faith is what we call him today. The father of our faith. Mm-hmm. Father so, Abraham had many sons. Is, many sons had father. Abraham. It, oh yeah. Father Abraham. Oh no. Now you're going to have that. I'm one of them. And so are you. Whole entire episode. 
Thanks, Jen. <laughs> Let's just praise the Lord. Okay, that's all. <laughs> no, stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> keep going, keep going. So, well, anyways, I'm not even sure. You, you totally threw me off with that one. We got we to gotta concentrate. We got to focus. <laughs> well, there is a lot that we could say about Sarah. We There's a lot of her story in scripture. It's really scattered throughout the Old and New Testaments. And we don't have enough time on this podcast to go over everything. I want to go ahead and interject that I'm going to need your help today. So for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, or you really don't know our personalities, I'm the talker in the group. And <laughs> so I am going to struggle because there is so stinking much to say about Sarah so much. I can't even. And there's just points of application all throughout her life. And so whenever I start going down a rabbit trail, just pull me back. I have asked Jen to really focus on one point, (laughs) one point. So we'll see how well she does. You guys can give her a grade at the end of this podcast. How about that? (laughs) No, I'm not. Okay. (laughs) But I have a point too. I have a point that I pulled from the life of Sarah. So do you want me to start or do you want to start? Yes. You do your point and I'm going to use you as an example of how focused to be. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we'll see if I can get it out in under two minutes. (laughs) I hope we don't have the same point because then I'm going to have to really, really flounder. All right. I don't know if we'll have the same point because mine's a little off center, I feel. All right, well, let's hear it. But anyways, as I was looking through Sarah's story again for this podcast, I was just thinking about how Sarah's husband asked her to do some things that were pretty far-fetched, right? Pretty sus. Yeah, pretty (laughs) sus, for real. He asked her to pretend to be not his wife Mm -hmm. or to pretend not to be his wife Mm -hmm. so that another man could basically take her into his home as yeah. his whatever it was she was going to be right it's a harem yeah I mean yeah. yeah right and like as his woman and I'm thinking what who does that right who does that but then I was thinking back to the passage in I think it's in first Peter three where it says that just as Sarah was obedient to her husband and called him Lord. And we don't have to go down that rabbit trail because that's like a whole nother conversation of what that actually means. But just as Sarah was obedient to him in his foolishness, really, and his faithlessness. So are we to be trusting in our walk of faith? And so I've been kind of thinking about that. And I've thought, you know, Abraham made, he, he messed up, right? He messed up when he asked Sarah to do this. And yet Sarah's faith in God and not in her husband, but in God was so strong that she submitted to what he asked her to do. Can we mention that this happened twice? Twice. Yes. Yes. This was Pharaoh and one with King Abimelech. Yeah. I mean, 89 years old. The second time. Like what? You know, this is one of the craziest stories in the Bible, I think. And yet what we see is Sarah being commended because of her faith, not in her husband's ability to protect her, 
but in God's ability to protect her. And look what he did. He sent an angel. He sent an angel to look out for her. And the angel said, when he approached Abimelech, he said, God's the reason why you haven't touched this woman. Because if you had, you'd been a dead man. I mean, they had like, it was like all of heaven had this woman's back. (laughs) For Abimelech, he closed, remember that part? He closed the womb of Abimelech's wife and all of his, like the whole like nation. He did he closed their wombs because and, of Sarah. And then when he gave her back, he opened up their wombs again and they could all have babies again. And it wasn't crazy? because, and it wasn't because she like fought for herself or stood up or spoke up or whatever. It's because she trusted God, right? That God was going to take care of her when her husband wasn't right. And the first time when it was Pharaoh, when I do believe she probably was a true wife in all sense, according to scripture with Pharaoh, we it kind of appears that way. She she was also rescued from him because of all the plagues, right? Mm-hmm. So all these like plagues came on Pharaoh and there he's like, what's happening? And God's like, it's because you have another man's wife. And Pharaoh's like, dude, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so he saved her. God saved her from her husband's not real bright ideas twice. Right. And her faithfulness. Her faithfulness did that. But you know what else looking at? I know we're not really talking about Abraham here. We're talking about Sarah. But how cool is it that Abraham made these humongous mistakes years and years apart? And yet he still was given the gift and the blessing of being the father, the father Abraham, father of nations. Yeah, that's right. I think both Sarah and Abraham's story, because as we talk more about Sarah, you may bring this up in your point. I don't know, but she was totally imperfect too. And her faith was imperfect. She laughed thinking "Ah, that ain't going to happen. Her cynicism came out. So she was not totally full of faith all the time either. And yet, like you said, God used these imperfect people with imperfect faith to do, to start a nation. And to do something that God had planned for hundreds of years in advance. Who knows how long he had this in the works. But just the fact that she is commended for her faith and that God acts when we take that first initial step really, I mean, that fires my engines. And it made me think of a verse in Romans 10 verse 11. It talks about that those who trust in the Lord will not be disappointed. And as I was looking at that verse, the cross reference goes all the way back to the Old Testament. It is stated several times that very verse was quoted from the Old Testament in Isaiah. And it's found a couple different places. One is in Isaiah 49, 23, that says, the one who hopes in me will not be put to shame. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like when we exercise a little bit of trust, like Sarah did in that situation, God is so drawn to it. He can't help but step in and do whatever it takes to keep us standing and to bring us that fulfillment of faith that we were looking for. And wow, that just incredibly encourages me and makes me want to, you know, step up with my faith. It's hard for us to even kind of wrap our brains around, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so just how gracious God is and how faithful these very flawed people can be. And therefore we also can follow in that step, those steps, footsteps. Yeah, I love absolutely. That. I love that. Okay. 
So my, of course, my point is going to also be kind of related to her faithfulness because that's what we're kind of talking about. So we talked about Abraham had some sketchy ideas, right? Well, Sarah had her own sketchy ideas. Oh, yes, she did. Quite a number. If you have not ever truly studied Sarah and Abraham and these few chapters in Genesis, then I'm going to strongly encourage that you do that. In Sojo Academy, we're actually studying that this month. If you're listening to this sort of lavish, we are studying that this month, but you can go through and really look at her life. And I promise you'll get so much blessing out of it. And also so much encouragement, like AJ said, on how we actually are super sketch ourselves. And yet, (laughs) and yet we have the goodness and the grace of God to rescue us from that. So Mm -hmm. the, so Sarah made some mistakes. The biggest one I think being that she tried to circumvent God's initial plan by sending in her maidservant to her husband to bear a child. Now, this was actually done culturally a good bit back then. This was not like something that's way, way whack for the time, but it is. it was not in God's plan and it was not part of God's plan. And even though the culture said it was okay to do, it still was not under God's law and God's plan. And I think that in and of itself is a point, but I'm I'm not, it's not my main point. (laughs) So that is a point just because culture says it's okay, because the law says it's okay, does not mean that God's law says it's okay. And that God says it's right. Yeah. I want to, I just want to give a big amen to that before you move on, because boy, we do need to hear it. Ooh, we do. We do. And so do not base, we should not base our behaviors on what is okay in the eyes of the world, but what is okay through the eyes of God and through scripture. So even though Sarah did what was a pro- what could have been considered appropriate in the eyes of culture, then it actually came back to, it came back to bite her because it was not what God intended. Then we move forward. We go way forward when she's already, so she's old. She's, she's gone through menopause. She's already done the hot flashes. She's upset. She, she's like, how's this going to happen? So she gets old. And then if you remember the angels or the three men, we don't know if they're angels or if they're God or their men, who knows what they are, but the Lord appeared. Okay. And basically she, the point is here when Abraham is told once again, he will be the father of nations. So, so Sarah laughs. This is what we're talking about earlier. Sarah's in the back part of the tent. <laughs> she overhears this and she laughs and what she actually says in chapter 18, verse 12. I love this so much. Actually, let's start with verse 11. It says, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. I think at this point, Sarah is 90 and Abraham, or she's 89, 90, and Abraham's like a hundred years old. And she said, and then in verse 11, the way of women has ceased to be with Sarah, meaning she's already gone through all the, the changes that prevent her from having children going forward. And then she says, and it says the next verse. So Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? And pleasure in this context is basically almost, it's basically physical pleasure. It's like, she's being very, very literal here. She's, I don't think this is going to happen. I mean, really she is, she's being, so it can mean like pleasure of having a child, but also the actual word in the original language is like, basically, 
am I going to have these relationships with my husband who he's frail and, and dried up too, right? So she laughs about this. And it's a laugh of disbelief, I think, to some extent. And then when the promise is finally fulfilled a little while later, and she gives birth to Isaac, if you notice, she laughs again. And this time her laughter is laughter of joy in chapter 21. And she names her son, they name their son Isaac, and his name means he who laughs. So this theme of laughter going throughout Sarah's life and all that she went through and her disbelief, her unbelief, and then all of a sudden she is laughing with joy because she realizes that God's promises are true. It's almost like she can go back. She sees his faithfulness. And so she names her son, he who laughs. When you go to Romans 4, going forward to Romans 4, four, they're talking about Abraham here, but I think this is also is good to look at for Sarah as well. So Romans 4, 18 through 21 says, that in hope, he talking about Abraham believed against hope that he should become a father of many nations as he has been told. So shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. I think we could think the same thing about Sarah or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. And then it goes on to talk more about faith. But I think that this, to me, this laughter, how do we turn our laughter from skeptical unbelief to a laughter of joy? And this is what Sarah's life is kind of was when I was studying Sarah's life. What my point was, how do I turn this unbelief into joy? And it's challenging because Sarah went through so many challenges, many more challenges than I've ever gone through, never been sold to the to the Pharaoh ever, given to the Pharaoh rather. So Sarah's gone through all these challenges. And so she had a kind of a reason to have this laughter of unbelief. And yet it says here all the way over in Romans, and she ends up in the Hebrews 11 chapter, all the things it says he did not weaken in faith when he considered it. No unbelief made him waver. So it doesn't say he didn't have any unbelief. It just said that his unbelief still did not make him waver. And so for me, I'm thinking, okay, when I am skeptical, when I am laughing in unbelief, I need to stand firm and realize that yet yeah, this unbelief cannot make me waver from what I know the promises of God are for me. And for us, it's way better than anything else because we have the promise of being joint heirs with Christ. We have the promise of one day spending eternity with him. And so even in our moments of unbelief, when we're laughing in unbelief, so to speak, we can still stand firm in that faith and we can grow stronger as we give glory to God for the things he has done and for the things he will do in the future. I love that Romans 4 passage. That's actually one of my favorite passages. And the thing that draws me into that passage is the whole promise thing. Because Abraham and Sarah too had to remember the promises. And they had to remember them for a long time because this promise was a long time in coming. And 
for me, it is articulating the promises because sometimes we can get forgetful of them or they're, we lose our focus on them and articulating them and remembering them in a del- very deliberate fashion. Like it takes a lot of intentionality to say, okay, God has promised me this specifically. I'm going to name it instead of it just being kind of vague and general out there somewhere. You can't really grab on to general. So being super specific and deliberate in saying, this is what God has said in his word and remembering that, bringing it to mind and recalling it. And that is exactly what Abraham did. He recalled the very specific promise of God to himself. And that is how he could overcome the doubt and disbelief and the circumstances, like his very age, like the promise of God was bigger to him than his circumstances and what his very body was telling him. And that's pretty powerful. That means those promises of God are powerful. They're significant. And we need to grip onto them just as much as they did back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And recognize that even we don't think that it can be done. He is a good, sovereign, mighty God who can do it. And we could talk more and more about why he chose to do it this way. And because they could not, no man could boast, so to speak. They could not boast in this. This was a totally, a total God ordained event in history. And only by God could it have been done. And holding on to the fact that we can trust that. We can trust a God who's big enough to do these things. And he will do these things in our lives as well. Yeah, that's right. We can talk so long on this. We got to stop. We got to stop. I know. I know. We're going to, we're going to just put a pause in it and let you guys who are listening, just take the little bits of the morsels we've thrown out on the table today and meditate your way away because there is so much about her life and these passages. We've thrown a lot of scripture on the table today and we did hardly took a bite out of any of them. There's so much here. We hope you guys can mull them over and get more good stuff out of them. Read about Sarah, study Sarah. You will be encouraged. Your heart will be encouraged Mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So AJ, we got to wrap up, but before we wrap up, we have a listener question. So for those of you who do not know, at the end of every episode, we answer a random listener question. So send one in to us. If you have a question for us, it can be anything from serious to silly, from personal to general. It does not matter. We ask these questions on the fly pretty much, and we do not prepare for these questions. So I have a question for AJ. Are you ready? I sure go for it. (laughs) This is a really good one, and I'm dying to hear the answer. (laughs) So AJ. This was sent in from somebody who listens to the podcast and they want to know what was our first impression of each other? (laughs) So what was your first impression of yours truly? Okay. All right. This is actually a fun question. So it's been a while though. First off. Yeah, it has been. So first off we met actually for the first time online. So that's gonna, that's where I got my first impression was of you online. And I thought, this is my first impression. I thought, wow, she is so not me. She's way less intense than I am. 
this is somebody that could really balance me out. Like literally that's what I thought because I am super intense. I'm not very chatty. I will like get straight to the point and you're like much more of a gracious person. <laughs> Maybe I should say chatty person. Is that what you were going to say? Chatty person. And also just the fact that you're more Southern in the way you talk and but you kind of have that Southern hospitality vibe going on. So I was just like, this is somebody that could balance me out. That was literally my first impression. All right. And has it worked out that way in the past three and a half years? Totally. (laughs) We are like so opposite in all the right ways, you know, and so in line with each other in all the right ways. It's really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. It really, really is. So it's funny because I guess my first impression of you, so Honestly, my first impression of you also was just kind of online where we didn't actually know each other. So I'm trying to think if that if that's where we're going or when we first met. Either way, it's kind of the same because it's funny because I almost it's almost the same answer, but the other side of the coin, because my thought was, man, she knows how to really like like get into she knows how to get into a topic and explain it well and deliver it well without getting sidetracked. was really impressed by that. And you were serious. And I'm not talking about serious negatively, but a ser- you were, you're serious about the word and you're serious about the gospel and you were serious about the things you were talking about. And to me, that was so attractive because we were kind of in this stage where online, there were so many people that were on there that online and still are, to be honest, that were just kind of Ah, fluffy for a lack of a better mm-hmm. word. And you'd listen to them for 20, 30 minutes and you're like, what are we talking about? And I can kind of do that to some extent. I hope I have a little bit of gravitas when I get down to business, but uh, if I don't, then I'll work on it, people, I promise. But the but you definitely were able to kind of cut through the fluff and get to where it's actually the most important, which is sharing the things of God with women. So that was my first impression of you was, oh, she's kind of serious and serious about it. <laughs> and then we met and I realized you got just as much of a, of a tickle box as anybody else. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you bring it out so well. <laughs> But we do balance each other. And you were also so you were serious in what you were doing and you're working. That's how we first met Matt was mm-hmm. you asked me to help you do something online, an online task. And I was like, yeah, sure. I, you know, I have to do that. And it was hilarious because we just, it was like two opposites that were also the same. It's yeah. very odd. It's very odd. Yeah. But I, I'm very blessed. We, I feel very blessed that God brought us together. And even if we were not doing online ministry, just having the accountability and the friendship, and that's really important, guys. And yeah, I feel the exact same way. And I will say that I think both of us are passionate and we're passionate about the things of the Lord. And that really fires us up. And we just kind of feed off of each other with that. Mm-hmm. And it just is, it's very special because you don't have that with everybody and not everybody can let their passion show and feel comfortable with it. <laughs> and I think we both can do that and be okay. So good for us. <laughs> I almost made an inappropriate comment there. <laughs> you should have, you should have. <laughs> I was going to reference something in Shrek the Musical, but I will not. Okay. 
All right. There you have us, guys. There you have us right there. Yeah, we are done with our time for today. And we're coming back um, next week to do our fourth and final episode of the Faithful Women series. And that will be on who? Martha? Yes. It will be Martha. One of my favorites, guys. Martha. And, and so we'll, we'll be doing that. But if you want to look into other women in the Bible, we have a free gift for you. We have a scripture reading plan that basically outlines 31 different women in the Bible where you can find their stories and gives you a jumping off point to do biographical studies on other women besides just the ones we're talking about, because we have a passion to get women in the word and learning about other women that were actually highlighted in the scripture is a great way to do that. So head over to sojohub.com backslash women zero one, 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 11 episode 11, zero one, one and go and get your free scripture reading plan. We encourage you to do that. Share this with your friends. Let everybody know because really and truly it's not about what we have to say, but it's about pointing people to the word. And that's mm-hmm. what we're passionate about. That's right. Thanks for listening. Yep. See you next time. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.